Quick one, if you could like, subscribe or follow this podcast, that really helps me track new listeners. Also, the usual disclaimer, it's important to remember that The Wealth Journal is not financial advice. I'm not a financial advisor or an investment professional. So what I do recommend is that you do your own research before making any form of investments or better yet, speaking to a qualified financial advisor. Now, with that out of the way, let's get cracking. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 36 of the Wealth Journal podcast. I'm just going to give you a very, very brief update this week. It's been incredibly busy um, for the Wealth Journal these last few weeks, doing lots of interviews with guests. We've then had the Jubilee bank holiday where I was busy doing lots of different things. So I'm going to give you a very, very quick update, but hopefully you'll still take something from it because it is a great update because this week in my inbox, I received the Warren Buffett guide to investing. Surely this is everything you're ever going to need, right? He's one of the most successful investors of all time, a friend of the show, although he, he doesn't know that. Um, but you know, here at the Wealth Journal, obviously I'm a big fan of, of Warren Buffett and I've referenced him maybe, maybe too many times on the podcast, but I've never actually gone through his investment guide and now I have it. I thought I would share some of the, some of the key principles with you. So to go through the guide, there's a couple of key points just to highlight. The first point really is what to do when you don't really have the time to to invest to picking and identifying certain stocks. And then the next one is if you do want to go down that route of picking stocks, he outlines his three principles as well as some very useful do's and don'ts. Um, so I think it's very good. Obviously, Warren Buffett's had some fantastic quotes over the years. Um his main company is, of course, Berkshire Hathaway. His business partner is Charlie Munger. I think they're both in their 90s now. Incredibly successful, very, very wealthy, of course. And yeah, I think these principles are very useful for, for any type of investor. So I'm going to just run through some of the, some of the key ones and uh, hopefully you'll find them useful as well. So before we get into the stock picking principles, the main thing that the investment guide starts off with is essentially what if you're not a professional investor? Because Buffett's secret that he claims to his success is reading. He reads hundreds of pages a week to build up compound knowledge. He reads books, newspapers, and especially annual reports, and particularly the very small print within those reports, because he says that's where the detail is hidden. And he finds that that knowledge is cumulative. So when you're learning about company A, it's going to help you think about company B. But it takes a huge amount of work and a lot of time. And quite frankly, I don't have that time. And he says most people aren't professional investors. And the advice that he's given time and time again over the years is that for most people, the best thing to do is to make regular contributions into a low cost stock index fund. And you'll often find that you will get advice from lots of different people. Um, there's lots of people wanting to, to charge extortionate fees, fund managers, wealth managers, whatever it may be. So he actually, back in 2007, had a wager. It was for charity and he wanted to bet against the hedge fund, hedge fund managers that the S&P index would outperform a hand-picked basket of hedge funds that charge large fees. And at the, at the end of the wager, the S&P index had actually gained 126%, whereas the hedge funds were up on average around 36%. So of course, Warren, Warren was right. And when it comes to investing in index for a particular market, he basically says that 
you, the investor, are thinking, I just think in general, you know, American business or global equities are going to do well or reasonably well over a long period of time, but I don't know enough to pick the winners and I don't know enough to pick the winning times. And most of the time, and certainly the last sort of maybe even 100 years, that has been a a good strategy. So the next principles then are, what if you do want to pick your own stocks? And this is how he approaches it. So principle one, he doesn't look at a stock like a, a stock ticker on a chart that the price goes up, up and down. Both him and Charlie Munger look at the business and they particularly look at the business over the long term. So the main things that they look at is one, they want to make sure they can understand the business. Two, they look at businesses with long-term favorable prospects. Three, they look at businesses that are operated by honest and competent people. And four, and this goes back to his days working for Benjamin Graham, the author of Intelligent Investor, who pioneered value investing, they try and get companies available at attractive prices. They tend to buy a stock and then would almost like to just forget about that stock for, for many years. Principle two, the stock market is there to serve you, not to instruct you. And this really is all about mindset. He says that his enthusiasm for stocks is in direct proportion to how far they go down. He likes it when things go down, especially when they go down in price. Because if he likes a company, he could then potentially get it get it a little bit cheaper. Just because something's going down in price, if you believe in the long-term prospects, don't be instructed by the market, but actually potentially use that as, a, as an opportunity. And one of his comments that he made on CNBC back in March 2010 was that if he walks into McDonald's and they've cut the price of hamburgers, he's going to be happy because he still wants to go in there and buy hamburgers. And he thinks uh, stocks are very similar to that in, in some respects. Principle three, maintain a margin of safety. Essentially keep things simple. He says buying stocks and picking stocks isn't like Olympic diving. In Olympic diving, you have a degree of difficulty factor. And if you can do a very difficult dive, the payoff is greater. But he says that's not true in investments. You get paid just as well for the simple investments as you do for the complicated ones, as long as you just execute it okay. So keeping it keeping it very simple. So they're the three main principles. Making sure you understand the business and treat it like a business, not a stock. Ensuring that the stock market is there to serve you and not instruct you, not getting too caught up in price, especially when investing for the long term. And then, of course, maintain a margin of safety. Try not to do something too difficult. So after those principles, he then outlines his do's and don'ts. And I'll just quickly go through these. So do, buy and hold mostly. He says his favorite holding period is forever. Do, grab opportunities. One of his quotes in 2009 was, big opportunities come infrequently. When it's raining raining gold, reach for a bucket, not a thimble. Do, go against the crowd. And this is probably one of his more famous quotes. We simply attempt to be fearful when others are greedy and greedy when others are fearful. He did that back, said that back in 1986. He says, do stay in your circle of competence. Obviously, he tries to only buy businesses that he understands, uh, which, which, which makes sense. 
Now, when it comes to do nots, also incredibly important, do not try to time the market. He says, we don't know when a stock's going to go up or down. And we try not to think about that. We look at the businesses themselves. And he says, picking the bottom of the market is very, very difficult. And in some cases, he thinks it's impossible. He also says, do not get envious of other people making money from risky behavior. You see that all over, certainly all over the internet these days when it comes to crypto or NFTs, they can be taking huge risks and you'll very much hear about the wins, but you won't hear about the losses. And he says, people win lotteries every day, but there's no reason that that's going to have an effect on you. He also says, do not bet against a stock's price by shorting it. It's tempting, but that can dramatically increase your losses. He also says, do not buy stocks on margin. So essentially leveraging your your positions. Again, that can result in crazy, crazy losses. And then the final thing is do not invest in non-productive assets like gold or cryptocurrencies. Controversial, um, because there's many people that have a different view. But when he compares it to gold, stocks versus gold, he basically said that if you owned all the gold in the world, you could get a ladder, climb on top of it, and you could say, I'm sitting on top of the world. You could fondle it, you could polish it, you could do all these things with it, you could stare at it, but it isn't going to do anything. And he says, anytime you buy an asset that can't do anything, can't produce anything, you're simply just betting on whether somebody else will pay more for it than what you bought it for. So he he prefers to bet on good businesses producing something and and therefore it can continue to reward him through dividends and also capital appreciation. So that's, that's his, that's his approach. And that's it. That's Warren Buffett's investing guide sort of in a bit of a nutshell. So hope, hopefully you enjoyed that. Um, and of course, thanks for listening. And I look forward to bringing you more episodes in the next few weeks with some more exciting guests. So thanks again and take care. 